You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network, and he is also a very proud LSU Tiger after they win the College World Series, not long after winning the women's basketball title, not long after winning the college football championship. Uh, Brian brought us, uh, it must be a great day and another great week to be an LSU Tiger and your stupid school continuing to dominate all the sports. Yeah, I even told my son who goes to your proud alma mater, the University of Texas, I said, see, you could have been like, you could have gone to LSU and been really, really good at sports. You know, you could have been that guy, but you chose to go to Texas and get in their top five business school in the country. And you know what? Uh, I'm sure you're having regrets about that right now as uh, we celebrate another championship at LSU. But no, Bobby, uh, very proud. Uh, to be an LSU alum. And uh, so, you know, there's uh, we're always in the news, good and bad. You know, we've had Les Miles news come up. We've had other things come up that, you know, it's uh, not always been proud about our, our athletic program. But what the ladies have done and what the baseball team is, and that, that baseball team had pressure all year. They yeah. were the number one team in the country up until basically – the last weekend of the college baseball season. And, you know, uh, Wake Forest had been outstanding all year in the ACC, and uh, they carried it. Uh, LSU carried that, and, you know, they were down a couple of different times in elimination games in that tournament and found ways to win. So a credit to them, credit to the program. And, uh, you know, credit to you for bringing it up. So thank you very much. Yeah, there you go. You you get your LSU love a little bit there. Uh, and LSU very well uh, here in the next, uh, I don't know, about two weeks or so. They very well could have the top two picks in Major League Baseball's draft with Dylan Cruz and uh, Paul Skeens, the the dominant pitcher. As long as Paul Skeens' arm hasn't fallen off from the uh, 1,500 pitches LSU had him throw over the last you know three weeks or whatever it was. Uh, but we're not here to talk about the LSU Tigers or college baseball or anything else. I could, I could actually talk about good. LSU all, all day. day. Yeah, all yeah. day. You could talk about their their rowing team. I'm sure whatever yeah. else. I don't even know that they have our a sand team. volleyball teams getting it together. Trust me I, on this. I, I bet they're about to dominate that too because LSU. Uh, you know that's what they 
they do. They they win titles. They they don't produce uh, you know top scholars. They, they scholars. don't produce top tier yeah. uh, employees for the workforce, but. By God, they're going to win these college titles. All right, Brian. So uh, we're doing our roster inventory. We're continuing that today. And now we are looking at the defensive line. We finished the offensive yeah. side of the ball. We're taking a look at the defensive line. Currently on the roster, Brian, there are 15 defensive linemen. And it's interesting the way you break this out. I am not including Micah Parsons into the defensive line group. He's a hybrid pass rusher, but he's not with the D-line group like that. Uh, so here is what we're looking at. On defensive ends, we've got Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Darrell Johnson, the undrafted free agent rookie, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrus Wheat, Sam Williams, and then recently they signed the uh, TCU edge rusher, former mid-round pick, uh, Ben Banigou. And then on the interior of the defensive line, they have Isaac Alarcone, who is making the shift to the defensive line, Quinton Bohanna, Neville Gallimore, Jonathan Hankins, Oso Digizua, uh, Mozzie Smith, and then they've got their hybrid end-tackle type of players in Chauncey Golston and Junior Fajoko. So when you look at this defensive line group, they, they could carry, I suppose, as few as eight. Uh, they've carried in the past as many as 11. I doubt they would do that, especially with Micah Parsons kind of uh, doubling as an edge rusher and uh, DeMarvian Overshone being a guy who can rush the passer a little bit. So I would guess at most they would keep 10. So we're looking at 8 to 10 players here, Brian. Right off the jump, when you just hear of the defensive line group, what do you think of the depth this team has currently and uh, the general outlook for uh, you know their positions? for One technique, three technique, the edge rushers, everything. I think they've gotten a lot better here, Bob. And I think to me that... You know, with the addition, we've talked about a bunch about Mozzie Smith and what he potentially could be. Uh, you know, getting back Jonathan Hankins, I think, is a big, big uh, get for them. Uh, the fact that they've also found a way. Uh, they had Dorrance Armstrong last year on the rise, what he was able to do at right end. The fact that Sam Williams is going to compete with him for that spot. I think that Sam Williams could very well take that spot at right defensive end. You know, you the reliability of, of of Tank Lawrence there at left end, you know, that's always going to come into question. So you have to have the ability to have some guys that can kind of fill in when guys get banged up a little bit. I would like to think that uh, Chauncey Golston, if you ask me in uh, the 1st of July, like we're talking about right now, uh, who would be a player that could take that next step? I think Chauncey Golston would be a guy that I, I would like to to bring to the stage. Uh, I like what they've thought about with him. I don't think he's as good on the edge. I think they've seen that. Um, they feel like that him playing inside, he plays the run so well. He's not an explosive guy off the edge. So playing him inside at the three or that under tackle is I think the perfect spot for him, and we'll see with with Osa Odigizua. I think he's gotten better every time he's gone out there. This is a position, Bobby, that uh, or a position group with the defensive line that I feel like that if I was an opponent or I was somebody that was following the Dallas Cowboys on the pro side, if I was I was a pro director for the Buccaneers or for the Rams or for the Chargers or something like that, I would be following the Dallas Cowboys just for the fact to look at their defensive linemen. 
Yeah. I think they've got a really good group of guys, and maybe they're going to have to put one or two guys on the street or they become surplus. That's a team if I have surplus, maybe I have a surplus in backs, you know. And so that's what I would do. That would be a team I would definitely follow with the Cowboys. So as we take a look at the position group and we break it down a little bit, let's just start with the pure edge rushers. They have seven of them right now. Uh, we mentioned them there. Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Demarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, Darrell Johnson, Tyrus Wheat, and Ben Banigou. I, I think Banigou's a, a depth guy that's just been added here to compete during camp. Uh, Tyrus Wheat, the undrafted free agent from Mississippi State, uh, you know, could be a practice squad candidate. I, I don't know that he'd break out necessarily and make the roster. Darrell Johnson from Liberty is a guy I think they do like, and I think they they believe has some upside, but I still think he's got an uphill climb here just because of how crowded the defensive line field is going to be. So when we look at the edge rushers, are the only guys we're, we're really confident about, like, hey, that's a slam dunk that they're on this roster, is those top four, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, DeMarcus Sorensen, and Sam Williams? Yeah, I think that I think that the the what you mentioned, you know, with uh, I think Tyrus Wheat is kind of an under the radar guy when you watch him play. Oh, and I watched him play at at uh, at Mississippi State. I, I yeah. think that maybe he doesn't fit a lot of people's eye because he's like a six two guy, two sixty, um, very similar, you know, to. You know what you might have. Uh, you know maybe he's an inside guy uh, more so than an outside guy. But you watch him at Mississippi State. You know he was a guy that was in my, you know my top two hundred uh, that I had. Uh, you know a late round type of guy. I think they did a really good job of of addressing you know some guys that if if in fact their practice squad could be a pretty good group of of the young developmental type defensive edges. And so maybe that'll allow them if they want to move on, or I've mentioned that surplus thing, you know, if you need to move one of your guys, well, if you've got two young guys that practice squad potential, it's a little bit easier to move others as so you can say, okay, we've got these guys. We feel good about them. Uh, we can move this guy because we'll have this guy in the practice squad or these two guys in order to in order to to make up for making a move or making a trade. You do not want to put offense or defensive linemen on the street. You just don't right. want to because they're hard positions to find. And the Cowboys actually had a couple of spots there at the offensive defensive line. They might have a little bit of some surplus that other teams would would welcome. And if you can convince you know, you say, hey, listen, we're the Rams, we've got running backs, or or we're the commanders, we've got running backs. Uh, you know, we could you could move one of the your players to them and they could send you that back, depending on how because there's a couple positions that we've talked about. Running back, linebacker, two spots right there that the Cowboys don't have really good depth at or or well known depth at, to 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 be honest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a good way to describe it. And when you look at the the edge rushers, I think they do like them. We'll talk about Isaiah Land from Florida A&M as a guy in the linebacker group. But that's another guy who, who's sort of a hybrid edge rusher that I think they think highly of. Um, so I do think they believe they've got a couple of good you know, projects here that they could stash on the practice squad, or maybe they feel like, Hey, look, we, we don't necessarily, you know, if somebody's coming along quicker than they thought, then maybe they go, Oh, okay. Maybe Dante Fowler's expendable. Maybe we've got a, a trade partner here for that or, yeah. or, on the, or on the defensive line, the interior of the defensive line. Maybe they go, look, we may have to cut one of Bohanna or Gallimore. Maybe somebody wants to take a gamble yeah. on Gallimore. If they had him yeah. as a third round graded player a couple of years ago on the interior of the defensive line, uh, you've got Jonathan Hankins, Osa Odigizua, Mozzie Smith, Isaac Alarcone, Quentin Bohanna, Neville Gallimore. Again, I think the only slam dunks there, there you got three of them. Hankins, Odigizua, Mozzie Smith. Those are your slam dunks. The guys who are there gonna be some que- they're gonna be some questions about are Alarcone, Bohanna, and Gallimore. I think Alarcone's got a real uphill fight, obviously, but they yeah. they like him enough that they've they've tried to work it out to keep him around here in any capacity they can. Well, yeah, and and just to kind of briefly talk about Alicone and where he fits, he's going to legitimately he's run out of his exemptions for being a a you know a international player. Yep. So if he makes your team, uh, it it's going to have to be one of the fifty three. If you put him on the practice squad, he's going to have to be one of those guys. So as Brian has a coughing fit here. But he's unmuting, and he'll he'll continue to weigh in here. There you go, Brian. Well, I'm just struggling here. All of a sudden, I I don't cough all day, and then all of a sudden, I get on the show and I start coughing. I bring it out of people routinely. That's soon yeah, as, routinely. You're, you're not the first person to say oh. as soon as I I I have to talk to Bobby, I feel sick. So that that's not unusual at all. Yeah, I was I was trying to say. God, I hate when I did. I apologize to everybody out there. Um, I went out walking today. It's like a hundred degrees outside. And so when you walk, you kind of gets kind of makes you a little bit of crazy. But anyway, uh, you know, with Alicone, I was talking about his situation where he is going to have to make the roster on the 53 or be one of the 16 of the practice squad that they have, uh, or that number. I don't, I, I think they kept the number the same, but you know, but the reason why you would keep him, because he is a legitimately a good practice squad player because yeah. he could play offensive line on the scout team. And then when they flip over to the other side, he could go play defensive line. So that's having a legitimate practice squad player, whether you like the development or, or uh, not. I mean, we'll see. But, uh, you know, he's, he's gotten better every year. Uh, there's been some games where preseason games – where others who have had more experience have played in games and been a lot worse than him. Yeah. You know, so anyway, we'll see how Dan Quinn is excited about having him as a guy that they can work with. And, you know, if that's, that's all you need right there. 
Yeah, and I think when you look at the the hybrid guys, Chauncey Golston, Junior Fajoko, uh, I think both of those guys are, are clearly on. Fajoko being their their top pick on day three, Golston being a guy they used a top 100 pick on in recent years and that they think has flexibility to do some different things. Uh, Fajoko's a guy who, during you know uh, OTAs and minicamp, was was standing up from a two-point stance to, stand to rush. He was doing some you know, three-point stance stuff off the edge. He was doing some three technique. So they were using him in a number of different ways. I think when we look at the guys that are for sure on this roster and you go down the list and you go Armstrong, Fowler, Lawrence, Williams, Hankins, Odigizua, Smith, Golston, Fajoko, that's nine right there, Brian. Yeah, yeah. And then, so what's left is Darrell Johnson, Tyus Wheat, Ben Banigou, Isaac Alarcone, Quentin Bohanna, and Neville Gallimore. Does this is this really do you think as we enter training camp just a question of do you want to carry just nine and in which case that looks to be pretty set or if you're carrying 10 does this just come down to who's staying Quentin Bohanna or Neville Gallimore yeah I think you're absolutely right and that's where I mentioned about the surplus but I think to me personally Bobby I carry 10 offensive linemen and 10 defensive linemen I just do it I just go ahead and you know Determine who the the top guys are on that group. They probably are not going to be, but there are some positions that you can go lighter at that you don't. I mean, this team has a fascination with carrying wide receivers. You know, they like when it last year they carried like seven of them going in, and you're like, and basically one of the receivers, Dennis Houston, I believe he cost you uh, the kid that ended up with the with the Commanders. Later, uh, in the, later in the year, he did. Yeah, Not at the but, initial 53, but Right, yes. but, but that's what I'm saying. Their fascination with carrying these wide receivers, uh, you know, are it hurt them for getting like a legitimate, you know, a guy that they identify, Ridgeway, they identified him, they drafted him where they did, and the fact that they thought that Dennis Houston could help him, that could help the team more than him, yeah, I, that, that just blows my mind. It absolutely, I mean, I... I'll find a wide receiver. I can't find defensive linemen. You you get me in week three, week four, week six of the NFL season, and I have to go get a defensive tackle or edge, you know, and I'm trying to get them off practice squads or poach and all that. Yeah. It no, give me the ten that I could carry the whole year, and I'll 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 protect myself, you know, whether that's offense or defensive line. I can't find those guys during the year and the Cowboys they got bit in the butt because of you know carrying Dennis Houston uh you know trying to get him on the act keep him on the active list or you know and and unfortunately they lost him in Ridgeway Ridgeway's going to be a pretty decent player for the uh for the commanders he already yeah, is I mean he already you know looked like he was making a that should bit be the lesson Bobby the the that should be the lesson that should be the lesson right there. If some, if they start talking about jacking with the numbers, and okay, and, and again, the surplus questions, if the surplus helps us get another player, like yeah. a running back or a linebacker or somebody like that, then let's go. But if it's just to say, oh, we got to carry all these receivers and we, you know, no, no, that somebody in the pro department should stand up and say, Remember what happened last year when we did this with Ridgeway and how sick we were when we were playing against him, you know? That's, yeah. That should be the message that, that uh, somebody in the front office speaks up and says. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast, the Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.